Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to our Higher Branch community, a growing community, one that's growing by the hundreds every week. So we're completely humbled uh, by that fact. And um, for those of you who are new to our community will know that uh, we are the foundation of uh, Higher Branch Success Academy is a blueprint for life. And that blueprint is made up of two frameworks. One, what I call the what you need to focus on life, uh, represented by the principle for holistic living. And the second one is the how, and the how is represented uh, by conscious living, because a lot of us are not conscious of what's going on in our lives. And we use that framework uh, also as the basis for our Upgrade Your Life event uh, that happens every January here in Sydney. And um, uh, the Upgrade Your Life event uh, uh, just happened three weeks ago. And so my next guest on this podcast is a gentleman who was at Upgrade Your Life and he was a beautiful human because he volunteered his time, his energy, his knowledge, you know, his thought leadership to come and share with us um, a, a small group of people on the rooftop of the Hyatt Regency Hotel. And it was straight after we did a workout with David Goggins and we had some meditation, we had some yoga, and then we had the amazing Wim Hof method. So on that note, I welcome Johansson Egberts. Thank you so much. Yeah, so really, um, we connected at the event, and I was so grateful by the fact that you um, you came and you, you spent a lot of time, and I could tell when you were engaging with the people that uh, this is something that you love, and you, this is something that uh, you live and breathe. You're not just regurgitating stuff that you've read in a book. You live and breathe it. Your, your whole life is pretty much transformed around this Wim Hof method. But also there was a lot of care in your voice and there was a lot of care in the way you taught people. So we did ice baths. You had that amazing horn that was sounding. It was quite like, it was a primal experience. Oh, yeah. And it was incredible. I, I loved it. So the reason why I've, I've invited Johansson to the uh, podcast is because um, you know, one of the elements for holistic living is your health. Your health is the center of your universe. And we often, uh, we often outsource the responsibility for our health to doctors, naturopaths. We think it's an appeal. And often it's the most fundamental things that can improve our health. And one of the biggest, now research is coming out more and more showing that one of the biggest impacts on our health all diseases, not just heart disease, diabetes, you know, um, arthritis, uh, auto, all autoimmune disease have its origins in silent inflammation. And silent inflammation is is our body's cry for help from uh, uh, the the food that we're eating that is not natural, that is processed from the way we breathe, the lack of sunshine, the bombardment of electromagnetic pollution from uh, Bluetooth, 4G, now 5G, Wi-Fi. So our bodies have been bombarded. And uh, as I said, I think it's we need to return back to ancient wisdom to reconnect with our bodies to be able to boost our immune system. And as we record this podcast, you know, the coronavirus is spreading throughout the world. And a lot of people don't realize that there are viruses and bacteria all around us, and they're going to uh, continue to, you know, plague humanity. And the distinguishing feature for all of us is not whether we can avoid these viruses, it's just uh, we may get to a stage where it's unavoidable, right? But it comes back to the one, and you can't control that, but the one thing you can control is how optimal your immune system is. Um, you know, is uh, is performing. So on that note, uh, Johansson, why is the Wim Hof method so effective in boosting our immune system and reducing inflammation in the body? Well said. <laughs> Thank you. Well said. Yeah. Well, the Wim Hof method really came into the world um, at a large scale after a scientific study, right, which most of us who are familiar with the method have heard about at this stage, where Wim Hof essentially was injected with a bacteria. Yeah, it's known as the endotoxin experiment. And essentially they injected him with a live bacteria, right, it's known as E. coli, and to see 
Whereas his immune system, right? It's an experiment has been done hundreds of times and essentially your immune system goes into a sort of overdrive, right? Yes. So you get yes. hot cold flushes and itches and headaches and it's quite uncomfortable. It's a false alarm. The bacteria is not going to do anything. But yes. what happens is that systematically your immune system will start to release inflammation to fight off this sudden threat. So on a quick overview, since we're on the immune system, it's, it's been said you have three layers of defense. Yes. The first layer of defense is your skin, your hair. This is why you have acid in your digestive tract and in female cases, so that nothing can come in. Right? Yes. And then if things do come through, if there's internal disruption, there's the, the second layer of defense. And this is a little bit more complicated, but essentially the body creates inflammation, right? It throws off inflammatory markers and cytokines and certain proteins that combat these problems, right? So, And that's a good thing, yeah? It's definitely a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Immune system is, is very, very important. And yes. It's, um, so when it is it a bad thing? Well for you. When does it become a bad thing then? Inflammation. So inflammation is good, but it's also bad. So right. can you explain to us when does it become a bad thing? Right. Well, we can make a distinction between inflammation and what's known as chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation really is where some of these functions that the immune system naturally has, some of these defensive pathways, right? yes. these ways that it tries to aid you, can also turn around and the immune system can actually turn on itself. And this is specifically what we know as autoimmune conditions, right? So you mentioned arthritis before, which is yes. a classic example. And essentially inflammatory cells start attacking healthy cells. So, it's so we're talking about rheumatoid arthritis now because there's two different types of arthritis. But in this case, as an autoimmune response, it's rheumatoid arthritis. Yep. Yep. Crohn's, Hashimoto's, there's, there's a whole list of them. Yes. Right? And especially in the last 40 years or so, we've seen somewhat of an epidemic of these conditions. And there is not really one thing that you can trace them down to, which is quite interesting. We still don't actually know what causes these things. Yes. So there's certain genetic factors, but it is not by nature a genetically uh, possible disease. It's not. So what we do know is that chronic stress, yeah, in any way, shape or form, and like you mentioned earlier, there's many stressors. There's food stressors, there's environmental stressors, there's you know electromagnetic things going on. Yeah. But when stress becomes chronic, the body can then start to create this inflammation chronically. Right, right. right. And then in effect, it can turn on itself. So for example, with arthritis, you have cortisol, which is one of the stress hormones that starts to wear the body out, right? It ulcerates the intestines. It starts to actually eat up the bone tissue and the joints, but also if chronically alleviated, it creates inflammation. High levels of cortisol create okay. inflammation and that then can actually start attacking the body from the inside out. So this immune system, which is absolutely your friend and very important, can almost turn on itself out of, out of confusion. Right, out of confusion. And what's then so interesting is back to this experiment yes. where they injected Wim Hof with this bacteria. He showed essentially that he could actually almost modulate some of these inflammatory markers by using his, his breathing technique and his, his focusing method, right? So he showed that he had control over his autonomic nervous system in this way. So by doing a particular breathing technique, right? yes. by using his particular method, he was able to almost control his autonomic nervous system, right, as a causative effect, and then downregulate some of these levels of inflammation. And it's quite complex as to how it works, but it shows us a lot of insight into what might be going on here and what might be useful as well in some of these conditions. So just recently, a couple of weeks ago, they released the first specific study in the Netherlands that was done on people with um, an autoimmune condition. And it showed that what was proved in the original study was that acute activation yes. of the autonomic nervous system in this way by doing the breathing technique can lower acute inflammatory responses, right? Which was interesting. This study actually took it one level further and showed that it also works in lowering chronic levels of inflammation. And that's the dangerous type of inflammation. Acute is a response yep. that's needed by the body to kill off bacteria or viruses. So it's when it lingers and it stays. That's what we call silent inflammation in the system that kills us slowly over time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's really powerful. So uh, going back then to Wim Hof, yeah. um, for the listeners who don't know who he is, just in like 30 to 60 seconds, can you tell us, uh, first of all, why he created this method? Was it by accident? Did he do it for himself? Um, yeah, so if you could tell us a little bit about that and then 
also if we can lead into how simple it is like the science behind it is can be complex but the the actual execution is very simple isn't it and we just um by the way we we just um experienced um one element of the wim hof method because there's three elements you mentioned there's uh, the element of uh, breathing Mm -hmm. cold exposure and three's mindset so we just experienced the breathing side of it and we had 30 of um, our staff members in the room with yourself and they felt incredible after it so you know uh, our staff are paralegals they're sitting all day they're you know internalizing their stress you know not breathing properly and um, uh, the response from all of them was incredible it was like they've they've had this magic pill that they've taken has just completely recalibrated their body chemistry. They could breathe deeper. They were happier. They were all smiling and they felt a lot more relaxed. I think one of the common, you asked everyone for their word, how they felt after it. And the common one was calm, at peace and relaxed. Yeah. What an incredible pill that would be (laughs) if there was such a pill. But you don't need the pill, right? You just do the Wim Hof method. So tell us who Wim, uh, Wim is. Uh, some of the science and uh, will lead into then what the people who are listening, what they can do starting tomorrow to completely revolutionise, you know, their um, their stress response, their cortisol levels and inflammation. Absolutely. Wim Hof from the Netherlands, like myself, um, said at age 17, he felt drawn towards cold water. Just one day to the next, had to submerge himself in this frozen lake, right? right. found some sort of strength within, but also some sort of truth within. And he has developed this into a practice of environmental conditioning. So Wim has been living this stuff for over four decades, and he has obtained somewhat of a mastery over his own body and physiology, which we, in the scientific world, are just yet catching up to yeah. how and what yes. and why. But really, he has gone out there and experimented, and he's been his own guinea pig. Now, he's known as the Iceman. Some of you may have heard that before. He's broken over 26 Guinness World Book records and most things related to extremes, right? The longest ice bath and swim under ice and climb mountains in a pair of shorts and run marathons in the desert without drinking water. And the list just goes on and on. But also about 10 years ago, putting himself as a guinea pig in the scientific world. So actually putting himself up for studies and proving and showing a few very interesting things. And it's almost as if Wim got sort of a new, a new, um, a new vice in his step. And, and he went almost in this missionary approach, right? Believing that he could really help the world and by teaching people what he had learned through his own process. Because he says that anyone can do this. Anyone can do so this. anyone that's listening now, don't think that this guy has some special powers. He's shown time and time again, which we'll get into, that anyone can do this. Anyone can control and boost their immune system. Anyone can reduce inflammation. Yeah. But and didn't so. he also have, he experienced some, um, he's been doing for four decades, mm-hmm. but he went through some heartache. Didn't he lose his wife to unfortunate circumstances? Do you know that story? Can you t- share it with us? Just to give him the, the, the human story behind, you know, the, yeah. the method. Yeah, his, his, his wife was from, from Spain and had four young children at the time and she battled with different conditions of mental health, different diagnostics and, and certain measures. And I don't know the details, but it, um, it was a downward journey and she committed suicide. And but then he slipped into depression too. Didn't he? he slipped into depression, four little kids. He used to be a postman in the Netherlands and worked hard and, and yeah, found that in these moments yes. that he was out there in the cold with his breathing techniques or these pushing these extremes, he went climbing free solo. He had access to something, right? Something that brought him back to him and that gave him the strength and the resilience, but also just the power and, and the, the, the deeper drive to move forward and to do the best for his kids, which he's raised by himself. So he didn't resort to, uh, chemicals and pills he uh you know battled through his hardship depression through cold therapy mindset and breathing right yep and i think ultimately finding that you know this is a large part of what he wants to bring to the world to show people that we naturally can help ourselves and we can battle conditions of both the mind and the body which really are the same (laughs) you and i both know that yes very much linked and so he's almost brought into the world a a physical approach a physical method that is approachable for everyone 
Yeah, accessible. Anybody can do yeah. it. Yeah, very accessible. Instant, like we saw earlier with, with your oh, it was amazing team. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I do the Wim Hof method every morning, but I don't do three or four rounds we did in there. Right. That was quite intense, and we'll talk about that in a, right. in a second. But here's this man that has no medical uh, background, did not study, but he had the wisdom to use cold therapy and breathing and mindset to overcome you know, a lot of heartache and uh, you know, adversity in his life. And then the science went to work to try and prove him wrong or prove him right. Yeah. So he could then boost his immune system at will. So it was in a controlled uh, conditions. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so after the experiment, and this is, this is where it gets interesting because Sure, this guy can control his immune system, as he showed, right? So he was able to lower some of these inflammatory markers and, and essentially control his autonomic nervous system at will. But this is the guy that, you know, ended up climbing Mount Everest in a pair of shorts and, and he has all these crazy stunts. This is yes. the Iceman, right? Whereas he indeed said, anyone can do this. And so the experiment continued and they created a control group and a test group. And they took 22 participants out with Wim to Poland, where he did a lot of his training, right? And yes. this guy spent four days hiking up snowy mountains and, and swimming in these, these cold rivers and really going through this process. Yes. When they came back, 11 of them that were able to go through the experiment, every single one of them was successful, right? In having this pathogen pass through their body. So they injected them with a pathogen? Yep. So now it's peer to peer and there was a control group, which means yeah. that it's not just one person. In fact, it's everyone. And all of them resisted and beat the pathogen. After just but normally this, this pathogen was um, designed to cause a physiological response within hours. Fever, shaking, is that right? Essentially instantly. Instant, yeah. yeah. But they did not experience any of that. So that, that's when the Wim Hof revolution really took off. Well, this and was that, created, the yeah. Wim Hof method, right? And the scientists, they actually went with them on the training and they determined, as you mentioned, that there's three essential things which they went through. They went through the breathing, which they yes. did every day. They got called at every opportunity they could and on the last day hiked up a mountain in nothing but a pair of shorts. But also there was a strong mindset element Yes. It, right? Look, I, I know guys that, uh, I know a few people actually have used cold therapy um, uh, to cure back pain, yeah. you know, chronic uh, pain of the knees. Uh, and this is when the medical community have actually given up on them and said, oh, you just need to take anti-inflammatories for the rest of your life. Or uh, that's, you know, that, that's unreal when you think about it. That's it's putting control back with the person. Uh, so it's a very powerful um, technique. For, so for anyone that's listening, um, you know, please, we can't do a deep dive into the science, but if you research it, you'll find a lot of science behind the benefits of um, cold therapy. And well, now you have cryotherapy, you know, studios popping up everywhere. Yep. Where I live, there's like four, right? So it's a big thing. So um, okay, so there's a number of ways we can get cold therapy. I do it in the morning. I just have a cold shower, mm -hmm. right? And I do it for three minutes. Um, uh, but the other way is there's some places now where you can go and have a ice bath. Yep. So you can fill up the – if you want to go to that e extent, realistically, the people who are listening, I can tell you, they're not going to go and buy bags of ice. I don't know. And do it every day. But they might do it like once a week, right? And that, is there enough benefit from doing it every now and then? Yeah, so that's actually – Really good point. So the prescription, if there is such a thing, I would say there was a study that showed that after just a two minute ice bath, yes. six days afterwards, the immune system was still upregulating, right? So there was still more white blood cell count available, wow. right? Okay. The white blood cell count was evaluated up to six, seven days after a single ice bath. Yes. And with all the other benefits, that sort of tells me, look, once a week, if you can do it once a week, you'll get a lot out of it. The other days, just take cold showers. At least end your shower cold, right? Just return back to nature <laughs> as we've been discussing. And with the ice bath, you know, yeah. I, I always say everybody can do it. There's always a way to do it. In fact, you don't even need a house. You know what makes for a brilliant ice bath? Bins. So once they empty the bins, you fill yeah. them up with some water, you get four bags from there's a servo or a petrol station or a supermarket near you, put the ice in and there you go. Yeah, well, if you guys um, listening go to ohiobranch.com, you'll see a video, a highlights video from the event. And there was, uh, you know, about 10 seconds where we scanned the people in these big tubs. Yeah. 
And there was quite a few females doing it. And one of them was my wife. And I was absolutely surprised because she normally loves warmth. She loves cold showers, I mean, hot showers, hot baths. You know, whenever we go to Europe, we stop over in Dubai for a couple of days and she's like outside in 45 degrees going, oh, this is beautiful. And I think, oh, my God, it's like an oven out there. Yeah. So, but she said that, I mean, she did it with a smile on her face and she did it for the full three minutes. And she felt fantastic for days after that. Beautiful. It's uh, it's truly amazing. And so we say we're seeing a lot more of these places pop up uh, that are offering ice baths. There's one in uh, Sydney called Shelter, uh, which offer not just ice baths but saunas. And we won't cover saunas today unless you know a bit about that. But um, uh, that's another therapy that, that you can use. The two extremes, right? Um, now, is there anything else you wanted to talk about with ice baths or cold therapy? Um. Before we move on to breathing. Yeah, I would encourage everyone to try it as well. And really the nice thing about the ice bath is, which I think you, you touched on just yes. briefly there, is like you can go to a cryotherapy studio. My first real exposure to this in, in a conscious way, there was some unconscious exposure and there was some exposure which wasn't you know, by choice um, in the past, but was to go to a cryotherapy studio. Right? Yes. This is about yeah. four years ago and walking into this big chamber of minus 120 degrees and just having to stand there, right? And having to sort of bear it, right? How long did you do that for? It was about two and a half minutes, yeah. Is it really intense? It's quite intense. Now I um, went to a cryotherapy studio again recently. I recommend it for people when you're dealing with something very specific, especially physical condition. It tends to just go a little bit deeper. But the nice thing about the ice baths is that it's got a very strong mental component to it as well. So it's yeah. you and the ice and you're going to sit there and you're going to breathe through it and you're going to have to pull from some sort of a resource within which is a fantastic mental exercise and if anything that is half of what we're talking about here yes it has a bunch of physical benefits right athletes have known about it for years in fact uh, a friend of mine a professor did a study on all olympians right all olympic athletes in australia and yes. looked at their training protocols their regimes their recovery things what they did right and found that every single discipline did ice baths, right? Or some form of cold exposure recovery. Yes. Question them further and why and how long and what for. And said that what they all reported, what they all noted was, yeah, the physical benefits are great, but it helped them deal with the stress of being a high performer, right? It helped them mentally cope better, deal with stress more effectively. And I think that is a large part of the magic. Not only have we shown that it directly works against inflammation, which is, you know, one of the main causes of depression, right? And yes. mental conditions. So it certainly uplifts mood, undoubtedly. But it helps you deal with the modern world better, right? It brings you closer within and it gives you that strength. If you are alive in the modern world, yeah. you are going to deal with stress. Yeah, absolutely. Good, bad is, you know, not to put stress into one cage, but you better find a way to to have it. And, and it seems that the people the people who are dealing with modern day stresses the most are the ones that are mentally tough. So ice baths help you become mentally tough. And uh, yeah, that makes, that lifts your performance. So this is natural selection in action, isn't it really? <laughs> That's actually an interesting way of looking at it. But yeah, well, consciously choosing your stress. Right? Yes. I think that's a very interesting perspective. Do you choose your stress? Because if not, your stress will choose you. It is simply inevitable, right? Things will come and throw you off. It is the absolute nature of life. In fact, stress is the nature of life, right? Yes. Some of it helps us grow, some of it works against us. But if you're one step ahead, right? And if you put yourself into, whether it's a routine or it's a place or a community where there are positive stresses that you do learn to deal with, I yes. think that's what resiliency is, right? And I think that's ultimately what it's about is like preventative medicine, right? Which is a very complicated topic, but in effect, the more you can do to keep yourself up there, to keep yourself open, growing and, and in balance, yes. the more resilient you are because there will be things outside of your control that come and rock your boat, right? But if you rock your own boat just a little bit every day, I think it... That's pe very powerful. I love it. That's... Uh, and nothing good comes in life, uh, you know, unless you put in the work. Right. You know, everything that's good uh, is tough. Right. Yeah, right. and we, we've seen... Uh, <laughs> just talking about the science earlier and there's a funny chemical called dynorphin. Dynorphin. Dynorphin, yeah. Yep. And what dynorphin is, it's a chemical, it looks like a little ball and it rolls and it picks up endorphins. So dynorphin is what makes you more susceptible to endorphins, right? Endorphins are your, your feel-good hormones. Yes. Right? All the, the nice little positive ones which we search for so desperately with the Instagram and the, you know, masturbation and the food and the porn, all the and little exercise. things. And exercise. Exercises, well, yeah. lots of positive things that bring yeah. it out too, right? But what's been shown is that anytime you go through something quite challenging, right? Anytime you go through something where you have to sort of find your face within, you then release dysnorphin, yeah? So dysphoria 
causes euphoria. And here's a scientific method that shows it. So each time you go through an ice bath, you release this dynorphin, which afterwards gives you this payback, this reward. Oh, Same wow. with the sauna. You go into a sauna, you sit there and your heart goes up, yep. you're elevated, you're stressed, your breathing's restricted. Then you get out and you get a hit, right? Absolutely. What, breathing, same thing. There's yep. periods in there in breath work where you have to sit through the stress and it helps you, it pays you back, right? That's really, really powerful. Um, uh, there, there, you know, we talked about the benefits of um, uh, the Wim Hof method and those three pillars to reduce inflammation. But there, if you don't have inflammation, if you're listening and thinking, well, I don't have any health issues, it's also a very powerful way to extend your life. So a lot of research now is showing that a whole heap of protocols all working together can help you live 40 years more than the average age. So the average age now is 80, but they're saying it's humanly possible now to live to 120, you know, utilizing a number of protocols, you know, uh, not just, you know, uh, proper breathing, stress management, uh, uh, cryotherapy or, you know, cold exposure or saunas, eating well, exercising, meditation. You can achieve that. 40 years, that is... That's a huge pay pack, right? It's huge. It's huge. It's a choice is what I would also put there. There's so many people that don't choose and that choose to let life be the way it is. And I think it's fascinating to see through my personal line of work. Why do you think that's so? Why do you think? I have no idea. I suppose you're not a psychologist, but... uh, I'm not, but conditioning plays a large role. And also just acceptance, right? And and what you you get put in your plate and what what you accept and what you choose. But... I just know from personal experiences, and I've seen this time and time again, is people that come in to do work with me, right? Whether it's doing these climbs in the mountains, whether it's just going through a day of learning a little bit more about physiology and perhaps taking an ice bath and putting yourself through those kind of challenges is you can choose every single day. I have an 84 year old on my retreat last year in New Zealand who just really, really wanted to try the Wim Hof method. I wanted to overcome the cold because he'd never done it and he was so fascinated by it, right? And this guy at the end of the retreat spent seven minutes by himself in this river and the river was flowing and it was strong and it was cold and he just sat there and towards the end of it, he came out with a big smile and he says, yeah. Wow. And that, yeah, was just enough. And the compounding effect of that, that choice, I mean, to me, that is youth, right? It's that flexibility of response, but it's also that being able to choose that, right? Do you choose new yes. experiences or do you just, I mean, he didn't have to leave his garden and his little home in the mountains. He didn't have to come there, but he wanted to find something more. And I think that just embodies so much. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you talked about him in a stream or the, the river um, bathing in that cold, I, I've been to New Zealand mm. uh, when it was not summer, but not winter either. And I've experienced uh, that coldness and... It's different to cryotherapy. Absolutely. I've done cryotherapy and I've only done it for a minute, but there is energy in that stream. It's flowing. I am. Right? It's like the difference between eating a blueberry or taking uh, an antioxidant, right? There's life force in the blueberry and I think there's a life force in that stream. So that's why I prefer cold showers or ice baths over cryotherapy Mm. because it's natural and you have to remember it was only, just to digress a little, it was only like 60 years ago that we started getting hot water. Before then, our ancestors for hundreds of years, or if not thousands, right, <laughs> they bathed in cold water and it's natural. So I have a cold shower every morning and now when I step into it, that's my norm. I don't know any different, right? So I just, you know, the first time I was doing it, it was like you experience that, ah, ah, you know, you lose your breath and it's cold and you think, what the hell am I doing? You go into a bit of shock, right? And But now I just step into it like, this is my new norm, as David Goggins calls it, right? right. And you do get there. So if you're listening thinking, oh, I could never do this, the body, the body adapts like within a week. You'll just step into it and you won't even notice the difference. Yeah, but your body and your mental, the mind, right? Mental resilience, you, you'll notice it. And... Um, on that point, like coupled, I know a lot of people who will, you know, do their breathing in the morning, uh, so the Wim Hof breathing. They'll do their cold showers um, or they'll go swim in the ocean. Then they'll work out and then they'll have, you know, an amazing, you know, breakfast. How is it 
how good is it to start the day like that? You feel invincible. You can take on any stress. You can be sitting in a boardroom opposite a client. You experience adversity, whatever it is. You can take on the world after that. I've, you know, I know this because I, I felt that, right? I experience it on most days. Uh, and, you know, cold therapy is an important element to that. I have a ritual every morning. But if I don't have the cold shower, there's something missing. Mm. So there is something definitely that happens uh, to our vagal tone. Uh, is that what you call it? Yep. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the vagus? Uh, is it the vagus nerve? or it's the vagus nerve. Yeah. Vagus nerve. Because this is everyone's talking about the vagus nerve when it comes to the health of our whole bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an absolute reason for that because there's, there's a rule in 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 physiology, right? There's a rule in human nature, which is electricity first, right? So as much as we can talk about the chemistry of yeah. things, which is what the medical world does, they create chemical solutions to issues, right? Which they can pr- recreate in a lab setting time and time again, and then it's physically proven. And then you can create certain protocols or certain capsules or pills that have that same effect. But yeah, they're missing right. out on something quite interesting, which is that the body reads electricity before it creates a chemical reaction. And what's responsible for that is the nervous system, right? So the nervous system is this electrical highway that runs through the body. It runs everywhere, right? Yes. The brain's the main center, but it goes everywhere and it communicates the inside world with the outside world, right? And there's one particular nerve in the nervous system, which is known as the vagus nerve, right? Vagus for being quite vague or, or vagabonding because it actually just goes everywhere. It's not quite clear where it ends and finishes, but it runs from the brain to the heart, to the gut and back. And it is also responsible for the communication between those. And what the vagus nerve does is it has a certain vagal tone and it regulates your state. So it will read information and it has a certain tone to it and then it will give you an outcome because of that. And most of us are familiar with the states of parasympathetic and orthosympathetic or, or sympathetic, right? So we so have the parasympathetic is a relaxed state? Rest, rest, digest, but also rejuvenation, regeneration, recovery. They all happen. Slow down aging. In the parasympathetic yep. state. Yep. Healing. Yeah. Health, Health, essentially, and also communication, digestion. Um, lots of very interesting processes that are vital to health happen in the parasympathetic state of the nervous system. And ideally, you'd spend a very large part of your day there, right? This is, this is where life happens. This is where you want to flow from. And then there's the sympathetic state, right? Which is a little bit more towards fight or flight, different dynamics, right? It's and a stress is, response. This is essentially when, yeah, arousal, as they call it in this particular model, it's called the polyvagal theory. So they speak about arousal, which is really stress, if you will, or intensity starts to rise and the body starts to adapt and there's signals that tell the body to to switch on and then it has a stress response. So the blood flow is different, right, in the brain and actually in the body too, it flows from all the main vital organs to the periphery, to the muscles, right? And your pupils dilate a little bit and you get a little bit on. So you're ready to hunt, you're ready to fight, you're ready to engage, right? And and, and sort of work with the world. There's nothing wrong with this response. In fact, it's quite important, right? It's, It's very good to go in and out of this sympathetic nervous system, but that's exactly the point here. It's good to go in and out. It is good to be able to flexibly respond to what right. the world requires of you. It is good to be able to move between the states and to have a very healthy way of doing that, right? This is where vagal tone comes in. So when vagal tone is off or very simple measures, a person is not very well able to regulate between the states. So people get stuck in fight flight. In fact, there is another layer which we can kind of put on top of it, right? Which is freeze. And this is a newer layer. And this is particularly interesting. This is associated with trauma, right? Or with like too much intensity. This is when the system shuts down. This is where you feign death. This is when all functions stop and everything, you numb yourself and you essentially leave the building, right? So this happens yes. in very serious situations. And this is an evolutionary response. It's a very reptilian response where we can freeze and we can switch off. But this happens all too often in the modern world as well. And it can create things like PTSD, PTSD for lack of better measure and terms, which is also quite a vague description. Um, but you move between these states naturally, and this happens unconsciously. This is your ANS, your autonomic nervous system, is the yes. regulation between these states. And what's mainly responsible for that is the vagus nerve, right? So the vagus nerve creates a certain vagal tone. And you mentioned earlier, you went and tested it. I, I tested it myself too. And, and a really good measure for it is heart rate variability, which has become quite a well-known modern agent, right? All athletes used it these days and it's a really cool thing. So you've got rings and you've got earplugs and you've got belts and different things you can wear to, to measure your heart rate variability and it can show you how you respond to stress. So yeah, essentially I, it yep. shows you how, how adaptive, yes. how variable your heart rate is, therefore moving between the nervous systems to adapt to certain situations. Now, what happens? And 
I personally have had to work a lot on this. And I, most people that come see me that I work with, I can recognize certain patterns since that we get stuck in fight flight or we get easily triggered or we don't have the ability to downregulate. Right. So uh, typically, f- for those of, uh, who are listening, it, uh, it looks like this. It looks like you've come home from work. Yep. Uh, you can't relax enough to eat your food in a relaxed state where you can digest everything. And if you hit, um, if you go to bed, it takes you a long time to go to sleep. Yeah, you can't downregulate. Yep. So you can't switch into the parasympathetic, the rest and digest mode. So if you if you have those symptoms, if you if you feel like you can't switch off from work, and you, you know, uh, Doctor Guy Winch calls it that rumination, mm. uh, it means your vagal tone is not operating optimally. Mm. So it, does that mean that people who are in that state? Uh, have been in a state of fight or flight for too long and their body's just completely used to it. I've heard that some people are addicted to that state as well. It can indeed be a form of, um, yeah, not a conscious form, but it can be a form of an addiction or, or, or a recreation of certain patterns, right? Yeah. Both psychological and, and neurological, even to the free state, right? There's certain chemicals that get released that are associated with it that can be pleasurable, yes. right? Um, but ultimately, so the, the field of this knowledge, which it expands into, which is what I'm very intrigued by, is psychoneuroimmunology. So this is the science between psychology, right? The psyche, neurology, the yes. nervous system, and then endocrinology, hormones that yes. associated with it, but ultimately immunology, right? It's one word, psychoneuroendocrine immunology. It's an yep. amazing word. And essentially this shows us, this comes way back to what we started on earlier today. This shows us how living in that fight flight state, right? Which is associated with the release of cortisol, right? Which ulcerates the intestines, creates chronic inflammation and also adrenaline, right? These different- And degrades the joints. Degrades Court the leading joints. to arthritis, yeah. Cortisol is good. Like it's, yeah. it's a natural hormone. Yes. Again, we can't put these things in a bad category, but chronic cortisol affects every cell of the body. It is really incredible how, when you get too much of that fight flight, too much yeah. of that stress response, it actually wears everything down, right? And so- Ultimately, it suppresses the immune system in a chronic way, not in the way that we spoke of earlier, which is that right. acute sort of downregulation, but this is the chronic suppression and just not having the space to function for the immune system. And that's where disease then gets manifested. That's also where people get sick, right? So you spend yes. large amounts of time in your fight flight and you're always on. And like you're saying, you're not downregulating and yeah. you come home and you're still on and there is no way for you to calm down. Well, Digestion's not working in fight flight, right? So blood flow doesn't go to the intestines. And yeah. These processes can't occur. In fact, anything from saliva production in the mouth all the way down to peristalsis is not occurring in the fight flight. These are all things that happen in the parasympathetic state of the nervous system, but also communication, right? And empathy, compassion, all these things that are absolutely vital to having a healthy psyche, which again, they all the cascade, right? dissipate. They don't work. They don't and work. So, so it's, it's more of a state thing than it is a choice sometimes, right? So being in the right state first before then engaging in, for example, this is like a thing how it creates patterns, right? So having fights at home or having communication that's unpleasant at work or things like that, being constantly in that fight flight state is just going to trigger and get the, other pe- get the other person in the same state, but then also recreate this cascade of the stress hormones, the suppression of the immune system, the nervous system that's wow. over track. So this is where... Yeah. Coming back to <laughs> to earth, yeah. this is where breathing techniques come in. So breathing, cold exposure are excellent ways to stimulate the vagus nerve, right? And by stimulating the vagus nerve in these way, yes. sometimes through internal, sometimes through external forces, we can learn to downregulate, right? Ideally, we also in the long term create a healthier vagal tone, which yes. is quite a complex matter, but it does help. But here are protocols, here yes. are techniques that are available to everybody by which you can downregulate. Zero cost. Zero cost. Yeah. Zero cost. Yeah. Zero yeah. cost. And essentially it comes back to self-regulation. So self-regulation yeah. is is known as um, the one's ability to control their like energy levels. Yes. Emotions and state of attention, right? Those three things. And really this is this is what life is about, right? It's being able to have that control to come with it and to say, okay, now Absolutely. I've got a little practice here that I can do before I'm going to have that difficult conversation. Or like you said, when you come home from work, have a little space set up where you can do five to 10 minutes. Maybe you do a full Wim Hof Method protocol. Maybe you do a different breathing technique or just anything that works for you, right? Maybe you go look into the sun or you go spend on the ground barefoot for little things. All things that will help to downregulate a little bit, right? Before you go into the home environment and then you carry all that with you and then you just constantly. Absolutely. Um, so there was something you mentioned there um, 
uh, about what it does to our psychology, you know, that being in that state of fight or flight. And um, automatically I thought, well, anyone who has a job where, which requires them to connect with others, yeah. clients, yeah. with their partner, with their children, uh, that's going to have disastrous consequences on their business and on their personal life if they don't know how to control this uh, or improve this vagal tone and to step to be able to step into you know the rest and digest uh, mode more regularly. So the breathing is very powerful. Now I do it, and um, we just did it in the boardroom with uh, thirty of our staff. It was incredible, and it was instant. It was free, like I said, right? Uh, now, uh, I know you do workshops on these, but there are some people listening here who may not be able to get to a, a workshop. Direct everyone who's listening at the moment to your website a little later. In fact, let's let's do it now in case people don't get there. So uh, where can people find you um, online? What, what do they Google? If you're interested in this type of work, is a really good place to begin and you'll find my page on there with lots of activities. I Google so about. you go onto the Wim Hof uh, website and then uh, enter your name yeah and you have a number of uh, workshops coming up there's one in the snowy mountains i have about 10 workshops a month at the moment between corporate programs and workshops and then the retreats that i run are um the more immersive packages and that goes beyond just wim hof method so we actually speak a lot about what we just mentioned and yeah there's different types of so you take a holistic holistic uh yeah absolutely (laughs) and this this is one very powerful modality so just step us through then what what can a person do starting tomorrow? I would say, well, ultimately, it comes down to self-awareness, right? If you can build self-awareness, I think you're very much on the right track. And this method helps do that. So checking in multiple times a day and just noticing where am I at, right? And if you recognized earlier, there's some people that they really hit home for, yeah, that fight, flight, or even that freeze, right? And being able to say, wow, this is what might be going on and I might need to downregulate a little bit. So there's going to be certain times, certain moments during the day right. where you can... Ah, the stress is building, right? And you're in the state and you just feel like the heart rate's up. You're not really thinking clearly. There's maybe brain fog, things associated with it. Or you're starting to get shitty. You're starting, <laughs> yeah. Other people, <laughs> other people will reflect it for you too. Because yeah, yeah people <laughs> externalize it and you can tell when someone's stressed oh, yeah. because they start getting really cranky. In oh yeah. So what can they do then? What what do they do in that moment? This is when the breath comes in. Okay. Right? And there's going to be times when you just can't go through an entire 15, 20 minute protocol, which yes. we'll outline in a moment. But even just taking 10 slow breaths helps. What yeah. does that sound like? The old Give us one breath. Okay. So it's just slow in, slow out. Exhale. 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 The yeah. exhale is where the magic is at. The exhale is the parasympathetic trigger. So slow oh, I did not know down. that. Okay, so it's the exhale. Inhale, sympathetic, heart rate up. Exhale, parasympathetic. <sighs> slow down so anytime you focus on the exhale yes. you are slowing down and this can be done in the middle of a presentation when your heart's up and when things are going on you can always focus on that slow exhale so that's your worst case scenario now an amazing protocol an amazing simping protocol that's been proven multiple times over this five minutes of this yes. reduce cortisol right we've been talking about by 25 percent. five minutes and that could be the difference between rest and digest and uh, you ask me <laughs> the difference between life and death but yes. it makes it, it, that's yeah. a significant to yourselves in that moment it is life and death yeah cause, yep. that's right that's right and that yeah. is five seconds in yes. five seconds out it couldn't be more simple it is known as the therapeutic zone of breathing where things are in balance do you hold right? the breath in between or no? five seconds in five seconds out it can be a little halt so between. it has to be a bit slower than what I just did okay. yeah yeah yep. yes yeah. so two yep. three four five and a and yep. if you find that pattern, if you slow it down like that, the body will follow, right? Now, we have an amazing technique. Yeah, we have this Wim Hof method technique that's been formed just through this, this beautiful process of, of intuitiveness, yet scientific understanding. And, and it has been shown to downregulate. And then I know for myself, this is the one thing that will always get me back into my So place. this is next level breathing. This isn't like five seconds in, five seconds out. That's like the basic, very, very You can very do that basic. for two minutes and you yeah. have an immediate response. So anyone starting out and they think, I'm not going to do the Wim Hof and 
Five seconds in, five, because sometimes, Just, you know, this so- can be your mantra. Yeah. Five seconds in, five seconds out. Oh, that's yeah. the sweet spot. And, and, and the idea ultimately is not to just do Wim Hof Method once a day, but multiple times a day. This is the vagal tone. Multiple times a day, yeah. check in and so see if you can. Once a day, I got to step it up. Yep. Well, so the Wim Hof Method then is, as I said, next level. It's the. This is a process. This is a protocol. Yeah. That's brilliant. And it takes you through extremes. But ultimately, what it's actually been shown, and I've tracked this multiple times, is that you can lower your heart rate. You can access a parasympathetic state of the nervous system by going through the Wim Hof Method protocol, which is made up of a series of different techniques. It's actually very simple. Yeah. Deep breathing and breath holds, right? Brilliantly placed, all in effect triggering that eventual parasympathetic response. It will take you about 15 minutes, maybe 20 max, and it will always bring you back down, right? This is- How long does it last for then after you've done it? I think it depends on what you do afterwards. <laughs> I think you can immediately go back in and sometimes that's what you have to do, right? Yeah. You go back into life and you get thrown into the whirlwind yep. again, but at least you've been at the eye of the hurricane for a moment and you remember and you know that there is a center that you can touch, right? Yes. And sometimes that's just the magic and then maybe, hey, it picks back up. But as you outlined earlier, it opens up your respiratory system, physically, physiologically, and maybe even psychologically. You're able yeah. to breathe better and you calmer can breathe deeper. afterwards. Yeah. You don't realize you're breathing shallow until you do the Wim Hof, and then after it, you breathe and you think, oh, I'm breathing deeper from the belly, and it's, yeah. it's a very different state. More access, and, and that yeah. in effect, doing that in the morning, I like lunch breaks. I really like Wim Hof Method during lunch breaks. Why? Because as we spoke of earlier, it is not the right place to eat when you're in this sympathetic drive, when you've been working, when you're focused, when you're smashing it, which is very important, right? Yes. Flow state is also happens between that sympathetic nervous system, like yes. you need activation, but it is not the right time to eat. So in those moments, maybe lay down or go outside, go for a walk, find a nice place and just go through a breathing protocol, right? Do the Wim Hof Method, do the five seconds in, five seconds out, do box breathing. There's many different little protocols. So box breathing is what? Four seconds in, hold for four seconds, four seconds out, hold for four seconds. Yeah, all protocol, like just in Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs do that, don't they? Snipers, yeah. yeah, So it's where you- Why do they do that? Use the holds. It obviously works, so- uh, Yeah, again, it's a very quick way to rebalance to restabilize the breathing, but also to find access to that parasympathetic nervous system. So, so no, matter, no matter how far off you are, the idea is that by using that protocol, and the more often you do this, the better the response gets. Yes. Right? So the more flexible you get. So you want to really make it a habit. You can tone back down. So after you've had a big training session, perhaps, really important that you don't just jump right into the next thing and stress up, 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 right? Take a couple moments to take those breaths, right? Lay this is a very important point because What I found is when I do training sessions, team training or gym training, or after that, when I hit work again, keep going, I realized that I was putting my body under one stress, but then I kept putting under a different stress. So you need that gap in between where between the workout and the and the work in at work, <laughs> yeah. you need that time. And the breath is the easiest way to do that. Again. This is exactly the awareness that I was talking about. Yeah. So this is you finding that for yourself by being so self-aware and therefore creating those little breaks and ultimately then creating better pathways to go through this thing. So indeed, after doing the big workout session, maybe just having a moment of nice communication. Yes. So human interaction is also associated with the parasympathetic nervous system. So touch, socializing. Touch, eye gazing, yeah. right? Anytime you read each other and we actually have a moment of calm is a really good way to bring you down, right? That's and interesting because my wife tells me I'm most relaxed when I socialize. She said, right. whenever you go out and you socialize, you always come back so relaxed. Right. So there's a, there's a scientific reason for yeah. that. My, um, the thing I keep saying and the thing I, I started saying this when I started teaching practice two years ago was yes. isolation causes inflammation, right? Ultimately, a lot of the problems that we face, a lot of the ways that our body, right, the psychoneuroimmunology, yes. all the different terminology, it's very much associated with isolation. That's a very Realizing important that point. that we yeah. need the tribal influence, but we yes. need human, true human connection to function, to work through problems for our bodies to be healthy. And this framework for the nervous system is just another thing that proves that, right? Yes. The parasympathetic state of the nervous system comes from that being with other human beings and truly being there, right? Not on the phone, no. Actual, the nervous system, electricity. The electricity. There's an energy transference between humans. It's happening right now. Yeah, and that's why I love what you're doing uh, because you're creating a tribe as Mm -hmm. well. So when you do your retreats, there is that human interaction uh, and there's that community. So we are not just, you know, learning how to breathe. 
uh, we're not just improving our health through breathing or through cold therapy, but it's uh, socialising. And that's why it's one of the, um, the pillars you'll remember that I mentioned out of the eight areas of life or the eight trees of life as I used the metaphor. Uh, one of those areas is friendship. Friendship stimulates a fundamental human need for belonging. And that's where socialising is, right? When you socialise with friends, you feel like you belong. And Dr. Guy Winch, if you recall, mentioned that um, isolation is more deadly for you than smoking, mm. than high blood pressure, mm. high cholesterol. Like uh, that's... Uh, I believe that. That's really... You know, that's, these are the experts telling us that. It's quite a strange uh, point where we are in the paradigm of medicine with it, right? So you might go and the doctor might say to you, look, um, there's not really much we can do. We can give you these four pills a day and then once a week you come get a shot and it, it will yes. sort of help balance out the immune system a bit but it, it it's just going to be a downward journey from here six years from now you'll be locked in bed and you won't be able to move any of your joints and and sorry right yeah i've that's I've, very disempowering it is that's um, very 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 i've witnessed a friend of mine go through that and it was after many years of uh, fight or flight, stress, uh, emotional, physical, mental uh, mm. stress without the tools that we've just talked about, without the breathing, without the cold therapy, without the meditation, without the um, exercise, you know, without the socialising, without the sunshine. Uh, there's only so much that our bodies can take. And this uh, friend of mine who was uh, you know, a shining, beautiful human being and then uh, as she got older and older, just completely deteriorated and uh, she's now living with an autoimmune disease and she's depressed and it's it's um it's heartbreaking to witness so for those of you listening out there don't wait for your bodies you know the body sends you signals but after a while it just breaks and says i can't take anymore and then that's when we get desperate and then that's when we rely on you know just medicine and uh, in that sure when you break you there's no there's no other way but preventative medicine is where life should be lived right. and it should be your everyday life so Breathing, what we just talked about, the Wim Hof method, whether it takes 10 minutes or 15 minutes, it should be like brushing your teeth. It should be like having a shower. I mean, how much more important is your immune system, you know, uh, than shaving or showering and getting dressed and taking minutes to choose an outfit? You've got to put things in perspective. Mm. And... Um, on that note, Johansson, thank you very much for, um, there's so much more we could cover and I feel like, you know what, uh, I want to invite you back again so we can do a deeper dive. You know a lot about this stuff at the scientific level, on the uh, uh, also the primal level, you've lived it, you breathe it, you're the real deal and uh, yeah, really, thank you very much. Thank you. I really, really am grateful for your presence here today. Thank you. I'd like that very much. I appreciate it. Uh, that's awesome. So guys, thank you very much for listening to our podcast today. And uh, I just want to leave you with one last message before uh, we leave. And that is just go easy on yourself. You know, there is so much uh, emphasis out there now, you know, both uh, and a lot of people are doing this inadvertently, uh, I don't know, or intentionally or unintentionally. There seems to be a lot of motivational gurus out there telling you that your life somehow is deficient and that you're broken, you need to be fixed and that you need to be 10xing this or 100xing that. And, you know, you know, just go easy on your, you know, yourself, you know, just the most beautiful things that will give you the, the best health is you know the simple things it's breathing it's spending time in sunshine with family so ambition is okay but i feel like ambition has gone wild at the moment and we're just too hard on ourselves you know and I say the best way to be wealthy is to be frugal and to define your wealth according to your health, the people around you, your friendships, you know, loving partner, you know, just the ability to read a book underneath, you know, uh, the shade of a tree is true wealth. So please, please um, don't destroy your life on the, you know, on the, uh, the path to, you know, um, climbing the corporate ladder or, or business. Go easy on yourself. Take the time out. Breathe deeply. On that note, um, I'll see you next time.